It's the Early Access Podcast, episode 29. This was recorded on April 14th, posting it a couple days later because I have work on the weekdays. But this is Kuehler and I on the show. I'm your host, DJ Nikki. You're going to be hearing me talk to a couple people in Twitch chat. We host this live on twitch.tv slash Shampoo. Because we're quarantined, now we're just kind of using this as a hangout as we have been for the past couple episodes where we go on Twitch, talk to the chat for a bit, and I cut it up into highlights. That's how I've been doing it for the past three episodes. So you guys can uh, hop in on this episode on Spotify, iTunes, and twitch.tv slash Shampoo at 8 p.m. Pacific time if you want to catch a show live one other thing Spotify and iTunes don't really seem to like the episodes where I talk about uh, Well bikini models who are communists or VR porn uh, Or anything like really violent Spotify and iTunes don't like having certain keywords in the RSS feed and so I either have to learn how to work around that or some episodes are just Gonna go missing, I guess. Uh, but anyway, this is episode 29, and we're gonna hop right into it. Are you uh, okay? There's a Casey Tron out of context. I should follow this account. Oh, I love um, I love those. There are Twitch streamers out there who they're not ginormous, but they have yeah. like they're big. Um, they're not the Dr. Disrespects or Shrouds or Ninjas, but they have out of context, like Jericho. Jericho out of context. Um, there is a clip. <laughs> Of Jericho, he was doing a sponsored stream for Evolve, and he was—I think he was playing Monster or something. But regardless, he like started screaming or talking really fast or something, and one of his fucking teeth fell out, <laughs> like midstream. Uh, apparently, he had like chipped that tooth, and he got a cap on it, and it was fine for years up until that very moment. When he was doing a sponsored stream for 2K, and uh, and his fucking tooth fell out, and that was hilarious. Been a, it's been you a know. Speaking of bad life. Twitch decisions, like I remember when the lockdown first began, I saw a few posts talking about um, like potentially doing classes through Twitch because it's a better yes, pl- streaming yes. is a better platform than like Zoom, which uh, then we found out afterwards that Zoom has a ton of problems with it and things like that. And like, obviously you don't need to video chat with like an entire lecture hall full of students. You only need to broadcast to them. Um, I feel like if Twitch were a better run company, I would have been rushing to bring back the password protected streams. Yes. Oh my God. I totally forgot about those. Yes. Back when yeah, I started Yeah, they streaming. had those for a long, I don't know why they got rid of them. No, I used to do that all the time. Back in Justin days, I used to like, like do like music radio DJing kind of thing between a few friends and I just do a password stream and then we'd all just chill without having to worry about randoms because there'd always be randoms in those I days. Weird, do... weird pre-Twitch days. It, the kind of randoms who, yeah. who hang out on, on streaming sites were really weird. <laughs> so, yeah. Social outcast but people. I would be I would be rushing to like go, like bring back the password protected stream because that's the only I I as a teacher would never publicly have a stream on Twitch as a class. I'd love to use the platform of broadcasting, but I would never want to actually have the thought of someone just coming in like posting poggers or something. Play evolve and and, and ISIS beheading <laughs> videos. Yeah, and like I I don't want to have to do the the fucking uh. Like Nightbot, Automod, whatever. As no like links in chat. Professor, as like a professor, I don't want to have to deal with that. If you can restrict it to just your students, then like, I mean, if someone's gonna post, if one of your students is gonna post the nicest beheading video, you've been banned from class. Like, fucking congratulations! Homework. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't mind banning. 
I mean, people get banned from lecture halls in real life sometimes too. They're being shitheads. So like, see it happen. I yeah, yeah, back, back when I streamed, like in 2013, when I first started streaming, there were password protected streams. There Today, were. I'm streaming like every day now that we're in quarantine. And since I'm streaming literally every day, and it's only like the same hardcore viewers, like the two dozen or so of these people who still right. exist, I would right. just in Discord post the password and then stream with zero effort. And if you guys want to come by and shoot the shit, we'll shoot the shit. And if not, I don't care because I'm not trying to, you know, become famous off of Twitch anymore. It's not my main source of income. It's not the main right. thing I do. But because I have so much time in the day, I can't go to the arcade or go out to dinner or do anything anymore. I, I would love to just do a password protected stream and not have to deal with like the random people coming into my chat or like play, play evolve. Well, it doesn't happen. It happens multiple times a week. Um, it's not it's not that annoying. And it's like you know I remember your username. You watched me back when I only used to play evolve and not anymore. Now that evolve is dead, uh, so it's nice to see those people drop in. But like I I I do password protected streams still. I do I do other things. Um, if password protected streams still existed, other than just play like there are Call subscriber of Duty. only streams and things like that. But then again, yeah, you but, have to be affiliate for yeah. that, which is not something like like professors can do. You are a partner, but like your teacher who just signed up is not going to be an affiliate and will not be if they're trying to specifically to to limit their viewer count. Bro, imagine paying tuition for online class and then you have to pay five dollars for a Twitch subscription to watch <laughs> subscriber. No, That's no, just no, insulting. I drop out. I would drop out. I, I you know, drop out I don't need school. a degree this badly. I'm I'm nine thousand no. dollars in student debt, but five more dollars for a Twitch subscription, I'm out. <laughs> He's just pocketing more that of a money. principal thing, you know. Imagine listening to your professor like, "All right, guys, so A squared plus B squared equals C." And uh, McNugget Lover twenty two, thank you for the Twitch Prime. And so and the triangle, like, just, I just be like, guys, fucking, re and. Uh, um stacy loves cats 84 just donated 100 bits thank you stacy your teacher takes a fucking shot all right now the romans and the 1600s like like whoa, bro. What, what was in that shot that he went from the pythagorean theorem to the roman empire <laughs> i was thinking different teachers but dude okay. that would actually make class really hype if we had teachers like donate <laughs> donate a thousand bits see the thing is i would definitely like if i if i was a teacher having actually like been something like one in the past like i would definitely want to use twitch for one thing like i'd probably be have fun with it like i wouldn't obviously be like just all right class here's my like virtual weapon i'd probably have be have seeing some fun with it because i can use obs and shit like that right like so i could like yeah yeah do whatever the hell i wanted with that if i can get like if you could get, you have a green screen for example like you could yeah, totally yeah. do whatever you could do like mushes sitting on the corner <laughs> <laughs> I'll put my students in the back. I'll ask all my students to send a picture of themselves and then I'll like Photoshop the classroom in the background. <laughs> or like put yourself in goddamn Ted or something. I don't know. But um like the other thing is also like but then like as far as announcements go, I would tell people like what my account was. Well, I make like an account just for this. I tell people what the account was, and then I, I email each stream with the new password just so someone doesn't pass that shit along like or or get leaked too easily just change the password each time yeah. and also tell people in advance that we're going to be going on twitch so that if you like don't have an account you can make an account or if you have an account you can make a, a false account that's not you know like yeah 
I hate I hate women twenty three or something. Like <laughs> that doesn't that. have your your uh, real <laughs> yeah. chat history on it. A link to yeah, like yeah. your Instagram page, which links to your only. Oh my god! I was gonna say only family. A link to your only. <laughs> so <laughs> on Twitch, as a rule, you can't link directly to not safe for content on Twitch, but they allow one degree of separation. So what people do is they'll link their Instagram, which links their OnlyFans. So I like okay. you can imagine like horny eighteen year old high school guy like clicking on every girl's account, finding the Instagram, finding the OnlyFans, subscribing to. Actually, that might be good for the OnlyFans economy. I might that actually might take, actually be good for. Well, I mean, I give an option, all right. Like if you yeah. want to have your existing Twitch account, you can go join with your existing account, and like you could join with Stealth Shampoo or something. If you don't, <laughs> I got my partnered um, batch. If you want your new one, like if you want to make Nikki or something out of that, then you can go ahead and come in with that one. But like, um, so if you want to like somehow get people to find your OnlyFans or whatever, I guess you can do that. I would not touch that at all because that's a, that's not something you do. Even even if I was my age, which I, is not what? that old, I just don't touch it. As soon as you're on that professional level, you don't you don't deal with it. You don't I'm click be, on it. You don't do anything. I'm gonna be a thousand percent honest. If I were still in college, which I was like a year ago, but if <laughs> yeah, I were yeah. still in college and I had the money I have today, and I was completely single and not you know pursuing anyone at all, I would absolutely just be going around subscribing to my classmates' only fans, whether or not I like them, just just to support the cause. And it'd be like, I, I res it's not that I want the porn, it's that I respect the fact that you are dedicated enough to your branding and to your work, that you are using your class only fans account <laughs> that you, you promote on Twitch. To, to attend this class like that that's that's worth the ten dollars yeah i'd let Come them on. do that because like i'd be like if you guys want to do assuming it's a college class right i'm not college for school. sure so yeah, yeah, it's a college class. class if it's a high school class you know no, 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 you're all making you're all making blank accounts um yeah, yeah. but if it's like if it's a college class i mean okay you know what you're all adults you're all legally allowed to subscribe to someone's only fans you can do that shit if you want i'm not just, just don't put it in chat just don't, no no putting that in chat that gets banned that gets purged you don't get banned but the, the post gets purged Back when uh, I was in the newsroom, we had, um, everyone had to make a Twitter account. All the reporters, there were, I think, like 14 people in the class, and 12 of them were reporters. I was not a reporter because I didn't want to fucking pub stomp everyone, and I honestly was, like, too lazy to wake up in the morning to go to class, sit, That's at, the, bigger reason, isn't it? sit at the table, and then, like, at 10 a.m., have to do, like, think about it. If I have to be at, if the show, if the school newscast goes live at 10 a.m., I have to get to San Francisco State, which takes me an hour and a half, maybe two hours. I get ready, you know, and this isn't get ready, like, put no, on a pair of sweats and t-shirt. No, no, but it's not, like, get this ready, like... Hour. No, 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 I'm saying you have to get there in oh, rush hour. Time. No, no, that's Crossing not even... the Bay Bridge. That's it, one that's of the main than, problems. Yeah. Huge problem. But if I had, an, if I had a 10 a.m. class, I put, on a, I put on sweats and a t-shirt and I go. Like, I've had senioritis yeah. since high school. This this is a, an on camera role. So you have to put on a suit, do your hair, get your makeup done. Like you have to, you are a reporter. You are on stage, you know. And then you have to you have to be there early. The newscast doesn't start at ten. It starts at nine when you like get your script into the teleprompter and coordinate the segments and A block, B block, all that fun stuff. So you got to get up super early, and I was not down for that. And I also no 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 no. no I don't no, need no. any like basic on camera college um, training. So I was just like, you know what, I'll I. I'm not. I'm gonna not be a reporter this year. Um, so, but all the reporters basically had to have a Twitter account, um, and and no one ever used their own personal account. But since I was a uh, not a reporter, I got to use at Stealth Shampoo. 
So if you got <laughs> if you got a news tip, you tweet that at to at still shampoo where I'm there complaining about Pokemon Go. I never post anything crazy on Twitter. <laughs> All my Twitter's like, yeah, so Pokemon Go implemented PvP, it's laggy as hell. <laughs> like like, oh my god. The Obsidian Steed and Advanced Warfare. Well, it's the same, it's the plus, same thing dude. as the click-through rate. So someone would like look at your account, click on your Twitch link, and then like they launch your Twitch page, and you're there complaining about PUBG for like an hour, and they're like, "This is who I go to school with." I I never in class was like, oh, "I'm Stealth Shampoo. I'm a, I'm a Twitch partner. Like whatever. I'm so cool." Because that was like when I was in yeah. college was my peak when I was like, you know, pulling hundreds of uh, thousand plus viewers on Evolve and all that. But uh, I never went around and told people, like, yeah, I'm a professional Twitch streamer. Unless you asked and I knew you very well, um, I wouldn't just go around and brag about that. So it was actually very easy to find that I was Stealth Shampoo on, on Twitch and Twitter and all that stuff uh, back when I was in college. But everyone else would use, like, burner accounts. Like, if the class was um, Broadcasting 520, you'd be, like, Stacy Broadcast 520, you know? Where I, I would just right. be on my main account, like... If, you know what? If if you wanna if you wanna DM me like a news tip or something to cover, you're DMing at Stell Shampoo. Like, oh, there was a there was a school stabbing. All right, you DM that to Stell Shampoo where I'm like <laughs> telling people, hey guys, 24 hour stream going on tomorrow. Be sure you come by and donate because we're doing this and that for charity. And we're like, oh my god, aren't you supposed to be in class? I'm like, I'm sick today. 24 hour stream, guys. <laughs> like, I did I did um sometimes skip class to stream. It, it absolutely happened. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie about that. Duo Lingo keeps messages me every day. You know that you have, oh if you God. leave it alone, yes. if you leave it alone for like some time, it stops messaging you. I guess because of the quarantine, they turned that shit back on, the, and Duolingo, now it messages me every day. Duolingo is going hard because I I'm on I'm on a streak right now, right? But the first time I did my Duolingo lesson uh, to start up my new streak was at like 2 a.m. So Duolingo is like. You know what? Oh, <laughs> 2 a.m. is when this man takes lessons. Yeah. So I, know, I, I, I actually went to bed at one point at 2 a.m. They're like, hey, asshole, you want to learn Japanese? And I was like, e yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> but I was like, you know, well, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> because actually, I'll lose, I'll lose my streak if so. I take a lesson at 2 a.m. Um, but then I like if because it's so close to midnight when the streak resets. So if I right. take one at 11 p.m. and then don't do one again until 1 a.m. the next day, then, then I've lost my streak. And right. it Duolingo for some reason, and I, there's a way to change this. I guarantee you, I've just haven't done it. But it uses the the text message sound of my yes. my ringtone. Like I have yeah. Facebook Messenger makes a, a sound. Uh, I don't need to explain how freaking phones work. This is the 21st century. But it uses a text message sound, so that's why I like look at it immediately. And uh, yeah, they're going hard on making sure that I learn my katakana every night. So, uh, and I, I, I'm still not any more confident at all that I will. I actually, I'm like starting again to pick up Japanese like I do this um, every time I'm about to go to Japan. Because I'm like, you know oh. what, this time I, I won't rely so much on someone to tell me basic words. And it never happens. I'm like, you know what, Kitty's here and she's fluent, so fuck it. <laughs> I'm just going to be an American. <laughs> I, can, I can point and count to four pretty reliably. Just um, four. So no, I can if I someone, count. Ichi, if you got to go. take the, the seventh line or something. Seven is Nana. See, I, I, I yeah, count seven to seven. Is, seven is in fact Nana, that's right. Um, but anyway. Twelve. 
Well, oh, you get into two digits and I'm done, dude. Like, I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know. Ichi dos. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Ichi dos. Um, but anyway, I I try to pick up Japanese before I go to Japan. Like, learn learn some basic words. And at the very least, I can like order at McDonald's using actual numbers. Like, I, I can't say I would like a number three, but if I say san and I point to the burger on the number three, they kind of get the point. Uh, so this yeah. time, if we go in, I, I was thinking like I wanted to go back in December because I go like every year, year and a half, um, and I would like to go back in December. But you know, whole global pandemic thing, it's not looking okay. Um, Prime Minister Abe was like, "Everyone go out and enjoy the cherry blossoms," and I don't think that was the right call in my expert no, opinion. No, yeah, that's my fear. It's like I think I don't. We're not going to be in lockdown, but I don't know if like they might even allow flights to japan but i don't know if i would like feel comfortable if that's a good call so quickly yeah like they might it might still be lingering around and i don't want to get even closer to the epicenter and then bring it back home and then like then then when the news comes and like california got its second breakout you're gonna be like oh shit yeah do i like imagine okay so we're in japan and it's all clear and like california has had a massive breakout Twenty thousand people fifty thousand people used to live here (laughs) <laughs> and like it's just like we can't go back or we, we have to be really careful going back through the airport I, yeah it might it might still be a big problem in december or um, i was thinking even more that i catch it and then i end up being the one who brings it back to california and then when you see those numbers grow you're just kind of got to sit with that you're just like uh you oh did no. this you did this asshole oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. So, when i see the, the death count rise and i'm like oh <laughs> it's bad. not as fun as call of duty definitely <laughs> when you no, see no. your kill count go up in real uh, life so I was thinking, like, we go back in March again. Spring is a beautiful time. The spring, um, I, last I time I went in March, my favorite, there. my favorite time to go over um, was in the spring when I went in March. Um, so that's like eleven months from now, and maybe I can, maybe I can do a little bit better. Uh, although this is, I, we all know, I, I've had three attempts so far, um, and the only it's Japanese I learn is when it's brute forced into me when I'm there, and I'm like. <laughs> That's the eighth time someone has said sumimasen as they tap me on the shoulder. That must mean something. <laughs> like, it's just learning because... They, they do say no you learn faster in the environment for that same reason. I do. That's that actually, just, like, the only reason yeah. I picked up any Japanese Immer- is because I've spent, like, weeks there. Immersion is you these things, yeah. Yeah, and because, I, like, I can't read it. I'm actually, like, literally illiterate when I'm in Japan. I'm like, this is what it's like to not be able to read. Of course, I can take, like, context, and I see a red sign. That, that probably means something. I can still tell yeah, the, what pictures the, mean. The sole silver lining of coming back, and you know, it was a terrible thing coming back home. I had to get rid of my Suica card. I saw the big welcome to San Francisco sign, and it just hurt me right in the soles, like stabbing a knife and then twisting it. Um, and like, but the one silver lining is I could actually speak to people and like read signs. I didn't have to rely on someone else to tell me where everything was. I just, yeah, I'm not, I'm no longer in. There was some relief to that, at least. Like, the stress of coming back home, and, like, it was was already pretty hectic coming back home, but, like, then plus all of that, I'm like, wow. I just... I can, I at least can just chill. I don't have to worry. I don't have to avoid getting in an in-depth conversation with anyone. Uh, Even if they do speak English. Um, Like, I played, I actually played Pokemon Go with a group of people, like, years ago when I was there. And... I um they spoke very basic English and I spoke extremely basic Japanese. Like I, I could count and that was about it. Uh, 
and I could say obviously like hello and thank you and stuff. So uh, when they would tell me like, "Hey, we are going to go like down here to do this Pokemon Go raid," I can I can understand that. But if if it, if they would like have a conversation amongst themselves, like, "Yeah, we're gonna do like three more raids, then go to the restaurant, and you guys want to get some." Yakiniku or something, and I'm, I, I would just be like, I have, I have no idea what there's, and they can't say that in English because I'm not in Tokyo. I'm not somewhere where there are commonly English visitors, so I would just be very, very confused. And and they would do great speaking basic English to me, but any anything past like very simple instructions, I would I would lose. Now I have a, my own frustrations with Duolingo because I finally caved and I opened the app earlier today. Yeah. And I found out that they added more modules to the language, which meant that my trophy is, for the second time, st- taken away from me. Which means, someone who has complete, as someone who has completed this thing, but actually wants the completion, I'm going to have to go do this again. And it's just going to be a nuisance. It's not going to teach me a whole lot. I'm just going to be annoyed. You're ju- are, is this uh, French? It is, yeah. I finished it like a long time ago. I finished it without much effort. I just kind of got bored one time, and I'm like, I'm just gonna go ahead and finish the whole thing. It took me like a few days, and I was happy. I'm like, I did it, and then I'm like, cool. I got like at least I got a trophy out of it, something. I got some like you know personal joy out of the gamification of this. And then they took it away because when they add new modules, they like they don't keep your old progress. They now you're no longer a hundred percent, and they take your trophy away. And they did it again for the quarantine, which means I need to go do all this shit again. And they added a ton of modules. It's going to take me a long time. Duolingo and then I have to do the test again. Last time I got the Discord. test in one try, but it's still annoying. You get three, you get three fails, and then you, then you fail the whole test and got to try again from the beginning. Uh, Duolingo and Discord are doing a good job capitalizing on the whole quarantine thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hop in the chat real quick. They're doing uh, a great job, but I'm... I'm upset because this is not, it's unlike you, this is not like I'm going to learn something out of this. Maybe I'll learn a few words, but I'm not really going to get a whole lot out of this. But my obsession with completing this thing that it keeps taking away from me is going to get them business by making me look at ads. Uh, what is up to Richard and Electric? Dust says uh, some people are staying overseas because of better healthcare and the state uh, and denying the State Department's evacs. I can buy that. I can buy that. If I were in like... If I could afford to stay in Japan, I would have stayed in Japan. Uh, if I had like dual citizenship, uh, well, I don't know how the you Philippines healthcare is. Um, but I, I, I was, yeah, I don't know how the Philippines... I would not recommend the Philippines staying during no, this crisis. I don't, I don't think they, I don't know if they're known for good healthcare. I, I know almost nothing about my... Despite the healthcare, their, their measures of dealing with this is not good and should not be modeled. I really hope things clear up because I am on day 30. I'm officially on day 31 of not having left the house. I I, I don't know like how much longer I can keep this up because I have like no vitamin D. Um, <laughs> there's like blackout curtains in my room and then upstairs in the office. There's just the windows oh, are closed all the time. Uh, and I don't know if that's going to have some adverse effect on my health or mental state. But I, I have not gotten any sunlight in 31 days. And I... I have taken shelter in place extremely seriously because not only have I not left during shelter in place, I had still been in my house like two days before shelter in place was in effect. I have not left my house for anything. We're talking Amazon packages, groceries delivered, eating takeout. You don't need to leave the house to do the laundry. And I always work from home and I, I just have Amazon packages coming in and take it in, you know, cut it open and, and we're all good. Uh, so I, I am on, I am the champion right now. 
of shelter in place. Like, I haven't left my house to go to, like, fucking McDonald's and get a burger. I, I truly have not left the building. At all. I think I deserve a pat on the back and a free trip to Japan. I've, not, I've only left yeah. in a car. And now I can't even, even do that, because my car's broken. Not, not even throwing out the trash, Electric. You don't need to throw out the trash by rolling the trash can out if you just fucking yeet that bitch out your second story window <laughs> onto the curb. <laughs> Who knows? I don't smoke at I've all. Never had, I, I never had a cigarette at all, so I don't really know what the differences I did, are. I, I've had uh, one cigarette in my life. I think I've told this story on the show before, but I was in Japan, and uh, I had a friend who was dying of cancer, and he was going to die within a year. And he was like, bro, you want to smoke? I'm like, you know what, bro? <laughs> You're gonna fucking die in a year. Yeah, I'll go outside and smoke with you real quick. Turns out he was lying and he's totally fine. And he was doing that to get sympathy with this girl that he liked. Um, which is not the play, in my opinion. Bold play. Bold play. I did see them it's together. It's play, but... You know, there's one thing so that always it feels worked. nice. It's, there's one thing that's always nice is when you find out that you're not, you're not that different from anyone else in the world. Japan oh, is really oh. far away from American culture, but they're still trying the same shit. Oh, yeah. I, I need to get this girl to like me. Like, here he is. I, I'm gonna die. Please love cancer. me. <laughs> he wasn't. He wasn't Japanese though, um, and he's okay. You're in the cult. You're still in the culture. Oh, he was just there for. I think he was only there for a couple of years. Oh, damn. But anyway, he. Um, yeah, he's okay. He was there for longer, right? And um, I don't think Kitty was there for as long. But anyway. Oh, is she he, not really? Especially she's only there for, there for a long time. Four years. Four years is quite a long time. Anyway, point is, he's alive, and I smoked a cigarette with him. Um, didn't like it, didn't hate it, didn't have the urge to do it again. Thought it was pretty neat. All good. So I imagine this, for two right? days, because You're, I still help pay for the Oita Hotel. For, for those of you who haven't been, been in Japan, imagine you're, you're given a task, right? You're, you're in downtown Beppu, and you have, what was it, like 30 minutes to find and purchase a suitcase. Yeah. Right? You speak <laughs> yeah. no Japanese. Go. <laughs> And so, luckily, I know the area really well because I've, I've visited a lot and I've gone around and I like to walk around. So I immediately go straight to the mall. And there they don't have... I think there was a... Um, there were no suitcases and like... No, no, no. That's I sorry. No, that's not the first place I went. The first place I went was to the train station where people come from the airport. They get off the train. Obviously, there's going to be a luggage store there. So I go to the train station and there is a school band playing <laughs> in the... In the main entrance, it is extremely hard to get around. People are like and we're yelling at you, like, like just go fucking charge through them. We don't give a shit. So this I'm this, I'm this fucking dirty American shoving through this crowd of Japanese people who are just trying to watch this band play, right? And uh, I, I look through. I'm like, oh my god, I, I thought this train station had luggage. They don't. So I have to shove my way back through the crowd. And now I'm running from the train station to the mall. Luckily, I know where all these places are, so I'm able to fucking sprint. That's why we sent you. The That's why they didn't send me. And so I, I get to the front of the mall, and there's a fucking band playing, and some girls <laughs> like playing the fucking drums, and I think there was someone like spinning something. And so I have to barge through all these people to get into the mall. And this is a <laughs> big ass mall. Like we're talking 15 floors. It's like one of those buildings in Call of Duty Warzone. Like, and I don't read Japanese. I have been in this mall, but I, I can't read, like, that's the luggage store. So I'm just running around until I find the luggage store. And uh, I have to, like, pull luggage off to, like, look at the price tag. And one of them was, like, five 
$100 and I had $400 on me. So I put that away, pull another one out. I find a $400 one, get in line, pay for it. They're like, you get a free gift or whatever. Do you remember what my free gift was? I bought like a $400 luggage and they gave me like, oh, they gave me um like peanuts or something that I gave to Kitty. <laughs> and she fucking destroyed them because she was starving because we were moving her out of her apartment. So I sprint back with this luggage. Um, we stuff everything in it. And then she eats my peanuts. And that was that was um also to to kind of cap that off. It was humid. Like this is when did we go? Oh, September? It was humid. It was it was hot September, and humid. midday. I wouldn't say it was like Arizona hot. It was like eighties, maybe hot eighties, nineties. Yeah, it was late September. Summer it, in the eighties, extremely humid. It, and the, we were yeah. doing some pretty heavy physical labor we were, trying to pack everything up. We were moving out of an apartment. And so it wasn't the heat that was the problem. It was the water attacking my face. It was, we, you could see the ocean from her apartment. Like, is that level of tropical humidity? It was not, it was not fun. Didn't like it and had to run around in it and like try to politely shove people around. So, um, pro tip buy your luggages before you have to move. Also, maybe pack up earlier. Um, because we got there and shit started packing up like... To, to be fair, from what I've heard from what Kitty's friends have said, moving out of a foreign country to go back home is incredibly stressful. Like, you have to close that all your foreign bank hurt. accounts. Yeah, that, that part I do understand. Like School, getting, you know, your papers and all yeah. that transferred over. And um, you have to turn in your, like, residency card and all that stuff and your phone bills. Some people, when they leave... Japan to go back to America or whatever they just don't pay their bills what, what are you going to do about it like oh I'm just not going to pay this $90 phone bill I'm going home later you're going to knock like two like a year later and the fucking Yakuza are at your door like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like so uh that, that $90 phone bill you owe to uh SoftBank um we t- we're, we're going to need those uh we're going to need that plus interest <laughs> So I guess this is a good time to bring up the fact that Fanime finally canceled itself. And uh, yeah. with that, the Pokemon Regionals is also canceled, which was going to be across the street from it. And I, so I feel like because I work from home and because I have, you know, the ability to just play my video games whenever I need to, I feel like I'm on vacation, but I can't go anywhere. So it's not really vacation, you know, because that's, that's one thing I do. Like when I, I would go to Japan on spring break. And so with... All this time and nowhere to go, I feel like my next vacation, if I were to go back to Japan in March, that's that's like 11 months from now. And I haven't had a vacation since the last time we went to Japan, which was in September. Like, I want to go, I, I don't, you know, I'm not so hurt as other people are with Fanime closing down and uh, yeah, Fanime, the, the big anime convention in California. But it's just, I there's nothing that I'm currently looking forward to anymore. There's yeah, just nothing that's the going feeling. on. I think I even said like I'm not attached to the con. I'm not like oh I love fanime so much. I'm just like oh I'm not gonna like pro- I might just not see Elliot this year. I might not see Tommy. I might not see like Char. Like like I'm just kind of all, all the thing we were maybe gonna like do things around there, go to restaurants afterwards or whatever, get shit faced with people. It's like oh that's just not gonna happen. I was kind of looking forward to that one. I was like a brief break from all this stuff. Yeah. And so none of that's happening. I, I, I know I'm complaining about my vacation when people are out there literally dying of a global pandemic. Yeah, I'm aware there's a huge privilege to being able to like 
that we're complaining about this. The fact that I still have a job and that I will be able to afford a vacation. Yeah, both of us are being paid reasonably well to... Do jobs that... I I don't hate my job at all. I know Keeler feels a little less so. Yeah, but I still get paid and I have a job. Yeah, I remember that. Which is like, despite, already despite pretty... not liking it, and despite not liking it in this time, like that's important. The fact that you know they have one and they're not paying me pennies, and I can stay home while doing it, despite having like almost had to form a union to go do that. Yeah, we I can go crazy. I can I can work from home. Love my job. Feel like I'm doing something. If you were to work at say Target, right, and you take a day off of working at Target, no, nothing happens. You're gonna be fine. Target's not gonna collapse as a company. Everything's going to be okay. But uh, since I'm part of such a small company, if I don't, if I don't do something, then that, you know, that really has a um, more major effect. Or, uh, you know, the Ironically, though, you are, more, you are more likely to take a day off than someone at Target, despite the fact that it's true. And they the could pe- easily take a day off. And I, I can't get anyone sick if I go to work because I yeah. literally work you know, in that's that that's room. A, that's a, speaking about like generic things, that's a discourse lately, finding out that the essential work is the work that we normally didn't appreciate beforehand. Yeah, the people like like know, the underappreciated food. labor turned out to be the most important one in the end. I mean, I could if I if they literally just be like, you know, just don't do anything today, I'd be fine with that. The world would not collapse. I would not. No one, no one would miss me if I like just didn't work for a day. Yeah, uh, I, or a I, week or a month. Like, I don't think that we would be losing a whole bit of lot of value to much of the world. The other cool thing working in a small company is when, when I do do something, it does go recognized, which is really cool. If I actually complete something and I was, oh, yeah, I was the guy in charge of that, and that's really cool. Uh, but we had, we had a work vacation, so we have a couple of work vacations planned a year. We had one planned in May. We we're going to go to TwitchCon Amsterdam, and I'm not so excited about the TwitchCon part because we've had some terrible experiences at TwitchCon um, with yeah. me nearly stealing thousands of dollars from them on accident by breaking into the vault that was supposed to house the vendor money. And the parties where the DJ was just playing Spotify and it was overbooked by like a thousand people. TwitchCon's since the first one in San Diego uh, has been a disaster. But I was really San excited. Um, San Francisco, then San Diego. The San Diego one was really yeah. good. After that, they got way too big for the britches with like one mile long lines and only one badge printer, you know? Uh, but I was really excited to go to Amsterdam because it has been a while since I've been to Europe and I've never been to the Netherlands. But uh, that got canceled. And so I just don't have anything to like really look forward to. I, I feel like my whole cycle of my day is go to work, play Warzone or Pokemon or Beat Saber or some combination of those. Duolingo, bed, repeat. And then on weekends, yeah. it's the same thing except you take out work. Or maybe you do a little bit less work, you know, like I, I don't really have much to look forward to, to do. And I feel like you're right. That really is a real privilege thing to be able to say. It is a real privilege, but it does, it does get to you regardless. I have not, I am on day 31 of not having left my house. 31. I have not left my house. Yeah. Groceries. You can get that shit delivered if you really need it or you do takeout. Um, Postmates, whatever. I haven't been using any of those uh, services, and they don't sponsor the Early Access podcast. But I, I haven't left my house in 31 days, and I'm not like I just don't have anything to do. And eventually, I could really see myself. I'm in this cycle right now, and I'm tolerating it for the sake of the you know literal global pandemic. But uh, at a certain point, it might I don't know, just kind of drive me insane. Like all I have to my life are video games, and then well. 
streaming because that's all I'm doing nowadays. I'm streaming almost every day. And that gets me my social interaction, but I'm mostly doing it so that I can have teammates to play with. Because I like playing with uh, Braun, Richard, and, and the Warzone squad. Yeah. I mean, I think around this time, something like that, something around this time is when I was planning to try to go, like, north to the states above north. Which I know people in, like, Washington, I know quite a few people up there. Yeah. Around, like, various parts of the state, and I could have gone to, like, visit them and whatnot. That's not going to happen, although we may apparently, like, break off from the United States as the western states, so that might still be easy, I guess, in the future. I don't. I don't see any downside with like, to that. I don't with see like, any with like, yeah, yeah. I guess so. We'll we'll just we'll just be a new country at this point and and whatnot. Either way, international travel still still tough. Um, I forget what other things I was I was trying to do. I mean, like even even things like you know I I mentioned like I'm I'm grateful to have this this work and to have like a well paying job while people are you know extremely struggling. But also I was kind of actively looking to like change that, and that's on hold for a very like indeterminate amount of time now because no one's really hiring uh i'm gonna hop in the chat real quick and also i'm gonna we'll run for another like 10 or so minutes or 10 whatever. minutes is a good um, time yeah because i want to go play warzone with bra uh dust says do, do, do long beach i got lucky with having a friend with a handicapped parking spot there was no way we would have went to that haunted ship ah you remember the haunted ship party of uh twitchcon long beach one of the worst twitchcons ever Way too many people. Cell reception went down. The So I Ubered to that party. Um, and Kuehler and Ryan paid to go to the party, but did not get in and instead went to McDonald's, I believe. Uh, let, me, let me give that. Let me give the full story to that one on my perspective before Nikki okay. gets to his. So like, go ahead, go ahead. what happened is that we, so we were trying to leave. We were leaving the convention floor because there was nothing to do. And N Nikki's attempt to find contacts completely failed. And no one was finding contacts. Um, but then around this time, like the word started spreading that like the people who were pre-lining up to the party were already stretching immensely. And like the thought that like, oh, this is only a tiny fraction of people who will be here um, was going to wreak havoc on like the organizational itinerary of like the party uh so ryan and i who we don't have we're not partner status and obviously you can't plus one all of us because it's plus one yeah um it was real quick i we, since we i was saw... a partner i got priority to go into the party and i can plus one someone yeah this and, is the open so we decided, party um this is the open yeah, party that yeah, everyone's like, it, it's not like it's not like we paid for it like with the expectation of like we're gonna pay for it and like uh because we wanted to like it just came with your ticket at that point which was yes. the big mistake that they made they gave everyone a ticket to the party and therefore like overbooked the party um and so we we kind of made the call early on that we weren't even going to try this was hard because there wasn't really a line yet it was building but it wasn't complete yet so we kind of were like we're not sure what we're going to do so we got vodka and we walked over to mcdonald's and got mcdonald's and then brought it back to the hotel room and just ate McDonald's and vodka. And we felt kind of shitty considering we were doing this while there was a party going on. But then I checked Twitter and I started seeing the news of like the two mile long line. Oh. And then we're like, then we felt a little better because we're like, we were never going to get into this party anyways. We yep. still felt shitty that like Twitch caused all this bullshit to happen, but there's still the feeling of like, well, we were never going to get in it. And at least we can chill and eat McDonald's and not, uh, and not try to get in. 
So the party was on a haunted ship, and Dustin the chat says, do I remember when the drunks broke into the hotel side of the ship? I, I did not hear about that, but I heard about a similar story. So at this exact party, it was on a haunted ship. TwitchCon Long Beach was the third TwitchCon ever. Incredibly disorganized party. Because as a partner, I get it. I get a shorter priority line, right? The shorter priority line is not very short. Kappa, the the guy who like is the most used emote on Twitch. I don't know if he still is. He was behind me in that line. And it took us like 30 minutes to get in. Our Uber driver, I was in an Uber with, I think a couple other of... I'm not going to say other really big... They were big Twitch streamers. I'm Nikki from Stella Shampoo, as you guys know. Not very important. But I was in an Uber with some some pretty big Twitch streamers. And our Uber driver, like, a mile away from the drop-off point, just said, honestly, dude, this is the closest we're going to get. I recommend you jump that fence right there. And I think this might have been the party where... One of, uh, one of the Twitch streamers I, I was with was a really short girl. So I had to, like, the Last of Us style, like, boost her over the fence. To, and she's wearing, obviously, like, party attire. She's wearing a dress and all that stuff. Not, and heels, not fence climbing attire. Um, so I boost her over this fence, jump over myself afterwards. And we get across the line of Ubers, which I saw on Google Maps. Someone, I, I wish I found it on Twitter. I liked it. Someone Google Maps to the line to get into the party. It was a line of Ubers that was literally miles long. You could, if you're looking at it on Google Maps, it was insane. So I, I get into the line to get to the party. Kappa's behind me. Not close enough for me to talk to, but I look back and oh my god, that's him. He's in line behind me. Um, and I get in. It was a pretty cool party. Had some drinks. Uh, stapled some money to a guy's nipple, which was pretty funny. And, and it was dope. And I, I, would, I would do it again. Um, assuming that I get in the priority line and I don't have to wait in the scrub line. Because, oh my god. There were, I, I had friends, like, I, you know, two hours later, I'm at the party fucking shit-faced, and they're, they're like, hey, Nikki, we just got in, and I'm like, what? What, bro? I'm like 12 drinks in at this point. I wasn't that drunk, but. Um, Dust says, we got lucky, skipped all the lines, had a guy who warned us early, uh, the party was starting before it went off. Uh, good thing that you skipped that line, because that line was absolutely abysmal. I heard about people, so it was on a haunted pirate ship, and there were a couple streamers who wandered, I guess, to a part of the ship that they weren't supposed to go to, and got locked out of the party on this haunted ship, where they weren't supposed to go. I think they eventually got kicked out, and they weren't allowed back into the party, but they just, they just wandered off onto this haunted ship. And, uh, so very, very disorganized Twitch cons in the recent years. But regardless, I was excited to go to Amsterdam and, and meet my coworkers because I had a work trip this year. And it's, you know, well, the pandemic not going to happen. So TwitchCon Long Beach, that was the TwitchCon where they banned streamers streaming at parties. Because I think it was the, right before the Discord party, there was the Twitch partner party. It was the party. partner party. It was, yeah, it was separate the from party. the boat party. This was in Long Beach, right? Like yes. you were, okay. So... I was, at the, I was at the Twitch partner party at Long Beach. I think it was a day before or after the big ship party. And there were these guys going around. It was the first who, day. Okay, so there were these guys going around who were streaming from their phones on, on IRL. It was called IRL, not just chatting on Twitch. And they were butting into people's conversation. Hey, I'm here with Jericho. Jericho, how are you enjoying the party? They probably weren't even being that, you know, uh, good at presenting. They were probably just butting into conversations, filming people. And enough streamers told them to fuck off. Where I think you were with me at the time, Kuehler. 
The DJ literally stopped playing and said, hey, guys, uh, they wanted me to let you guys know. Please stop streaming at the party. You guys just enjoy yourself. And there's this whole debate on Twitter. Oh, haha, TwitchCon is banning people from streaming. How dumb. You should be able to stream at TwitchCon. Other people are like, no. Like, we're getting together in real life, and we don't want to be filmed randomly. Please just let us let us party. And so ever since that party, ever since that announcement from that DJ, I've gone to, like, parties even at Discord headquarters. Um, where in the party guidelines it says no streaming allowed, which I love. Um, I'm super on board for that because I, you know, people are people are getting drunk. Um, I've had game developers tell me things that I, that I'm not supposed to know. I've had conversations with streamers that you know it's it's nothing nefarious. It's you know you're at a party and you're gonna speak to your friends in a way that you wouldn't speak on a broadcast to hundreds or thousands of people. You know, or or you'll tell me something in confidentiality, trusting me that I'm not going to spread it around, and I won't. Um, that you don't want some asshole with a with a camera to walk up and like butt into your conversation. You know, I'll talk shit about specific viewers. You, you come up to me in in real life, and I'll talk. I'll talk. I've talked shit about people like with their name. I'll talk. I'll talk shit about people on stream. But in real life, you know, I'll have a streamer come up to me and say, hey, I'm going to work with this guy. And I'll be like, oh, no, no, you don't want to work with this guy because I'll give like hard examples I wouldn't say on the internet, you know, is, is one good example. So I, I am very firmly on the side of, hey, if they say no streaming at the party, don't stream at the party. Like, don't be a dickweed. Um, we, we're just here to like chill and have fun. Not, And that's part of Twitch culture leaking in, you know, stream. This is one reason I quit being a professional full-time Twitch streamer. It's always on. I gotta get subs. I gotta stay relevant. I gotta post videos, daily content, daily tweets, daily interactions, be on Discord, activity. Oh, go, go, go. If I'm not on, I'll drop my sub count. Um, I'll lose money. You know, it's unlike being a doctor or, you know, any any other job. Well, I mean, I mean, or, these days. Oh, yeah. Okay, Maybe. that that example's not true anymore. Uh, it's if you take a day off, you don't lose money. Is what I'm trying to say. A, a little bit different now yeah. in, in the current global situation admittedly but it's, it's the self-employed kind of thing that like if you're giving your yourself your own paycheck you don't get your paycheck if you take it off or yeah. but even worse because like if you're self-employed as a business maybe you can close for one day and not lose everything but like statistically the days one day off of twitch can can do you harm or even more so right. you'll be like yeah. numerically you can numerically can see the harm being done and that affects your mind more than say like if you close your shop downtown, you don't really notice the people walking by that would have walked into your shop, but you can see your view count like dip in real time. Yeah, and and it has a lasting Bad psychological effect. effect. It's not. Yeah, especially because you're used to looking at that view count. You're used to keeping track of the follower count all the time, every day, like several times a day. So now you do it also when it starts to decline, and it can mess yeah. with you. There's a lot of pressure for people to stream at TwitchCon, and I. You know, this kind of loops into people streaming at parties. Maybe they, uh, they might just be being assholes, but they might also be under the pressure of, I got to put out content every day. Because you, you take three days off, and you don't just lose three days of content creation money. You lose, you know, you go from 100 concurrent to, you know, 70 concurrent when you come back. It's not it's not a healthy thing to do. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't good for me mentally, so that's why I stopped doing it. Uh, but I am, I am very pro, like, you know, parties. Parties are parties. Like, let, let's just hang out. Uh, and not make it a show. Not not everything needs to be a show. Uh, you know, this streamer is not currently in entertainment mode. Let them let them you know chill and dance and drink with their friends. 
And so that was the party. That that party at TwitchCon Long Beach was the one, I think, where they were like, no more streaming at parties ever again. And so every party you go to now is like, no streaming allowed. I, so this is actually very inspired by Drifter. I know, like, Hewler's reference Drifter is like the stealth shampoo source material. Um, but one thing I think that he does better than anyone else, and that I honestly can still do better on, is when he's at his fan meetups, he does an extremely good job talking to everyone individually and noticing like new people come up and, and interacting with them. And the way he interacts with with his fans is extremely genuine um, and, and very inclusive to everyone. I mean, Kuehler has come to meet with Drifter and we'd just be sitting there like shooting the shit with him, you know? Yeah, and, and, I've, like, I've had like long conversations with this guy despite yeah. not really being like that long-term reviewer or like that big of a viewer but i actually know him more from our personal conversations than i do from his like youtube videos which is like, a crazy thing for someone who used to at least be like one of like the bigger names in like that sphere yeah yes big call of duty youtuber and the way he's he, still big he's still big of course yeah the way he runs his fan meetups uh very very included was great i don't know how he notices everyone who comes in because there'll be like a hundred people at his fan meetup and you know new person walks up he'll talk to them for a little bit um he does a good job of like taking pictures with everyone and and he could talk even even if it's a shy person he can talk to them about something there the reason they came to see him is that they probably have some overlapping interest with him and he he knows about he talked to us about the time that ISPs pocketed like billions of dollars to improve America's like that's because that's because he talked to me and I don't I don't play Call of Duty but I do follow like case law and modern like political things so and, and so he was and, able to talk about that and you don't even play also keep, keep in mind when I first met him in the meetup in San Francisco I didn't actually know like. I, I didn't I didn't really watch his channel at the time, so I didn't know that he was known for both like gaming videos and like philosophical political talk. So when he started going off about that, that was new to me. And the fact that he just started we just kind of like were on even levels conversing was actually it wasn't like exciting or surprising. It was just cool. I'm just like, okay, cool. We can continue yeah. talking about this. It's not I feel like if I did to a lot of people at TwitchCon, it's just not about that kind of thing. So you're not guaranteed to get that kind of response he's a real humble dude so, and i try to take that when whenever i was like you know when everyone's like oh my god you're making sell shampoo I, I was like yeah I'll, I'll hang out talk to this guy give him some swag like i i really like the way he conducted himself around people genuinely and so i try to emulate that as best i can despite the you know personality differences we may have i really like the core uh you know the way he chatted um he chatted everyone up he is the source material. Largely. I still stand by that statement. I, I like take... the cockier, more asshole version of Drifter. Uh, I'm gonna hop back in the chat here. I remember a few of those. It was stupid as hell. That was my first experience dealing with that nonsense never again. People butting into conversations with IRL cameras. Yep, exactly, dude. I was chilling at the charity square on one of the beanbags, and bam, I had one of them pop up and interview me. It was weird. I am in a video. This was at E3 with oh i forget his name but he came up to me and was like yo bro can i rub your hair and my hair was was really big at the time bigger than it is right now and i was like yeah bro and so he like i think he like took his head and rubbed it on mine i didn't think it was weird at all i, I played along with it. i had been on camera before i'm like this is a youtuber trying to get like a funny reaction and I, he's he's been a cool dude um i forget who it was it was a really big streamer or a really big content creator but uh that, that he was cool about that and because i'm on camera so much i i was cool about it i knew this is a youtuber trying to get a gag 
whatever. And he's not hurting anyone. He's not coming and like setting my shoes on fire or anything. But yeah, when people come in and they try to do like the butt in your conversation thing that happened to dust that, and, and that's why it, um, that's why it's banned now. Also, like in general, if you are, have, if you're walking around with a camera, do not just butt into someone's business. Like they may not want that camera there. Like, ask them beforehand before you start really rolling or pointing the camera at them. Ask them if they'd want to, you know, say something or whatever. Like, this isn't even like a legality issue. This isn't even like a gigantic consent issue, although it kind of is at the same time. At some point, it's also just like manners. People like ask someone if you ask ask someone if they want to be filmed, especially if you're going to interrupt what they might be doing, if they're going to be bothered. I don't know. It's it's a very standard thing to do. You wouldn't just walk up to someone and start talking to them in general. Like, what? Why does the camera change that? It makes it even worse, actually. Dust says the only time I tried to talk to the partners was a fan events. It's just weird to walk up on someone like that. I have a lot of friends who do those fan events. I I never got accepted. I applied once, and I was like, wait a minute, no one cares about me. Like, I probably had over the course of that TwitchCon ten people come up to me, so my line would have been like ten people. Coming to say what's up. Meanwhile, like Lyric had hundreds of people going out the door to the front of the convention center trying to talk to him. This was TwitchCon one. Um, but in general, I- I'm not going to speak for literally everyone, but I'm going to speak for myself and some some other people I know. Yeah, I'll put words in their mouth. Fuck it, it, it dude. It's totally cool to, especially if you're at TwitchCon to co- to go up to a streamer and say, "Yo, what's up? I love your stuff." Um, there's some streamers who I watch. I've been like, yo, I'm Nikki from Still Shampoo. I'm a, I'm a streamer. I, I really like watching your stuff. I do that with Dr. Disrespect. I have a conversation with him a couple times. Streamers are very uh, generally like happy to come talk to you if you're at a convention like TwitchCon. But even um, that is an introduction. Saying, hey, this is my name. How are you? Let's talk about this is an introduction. It's not really butting in. They have the chance to say, hey, wait, I'm busy. Like You're offering that, and especially like the fact that you're like, are kind, kind of Introducing a conversation gives them the chance to reject that conversation politely, of course, if they feel like they're not up to it or if they have something else to do. Like, it still gives you that opportunity. Yeah. And so I have, like, I, I, when I was at my peak of streaming, I, I was the perfect size of person to come up and talk to because at TwitchCons, I would never be so busy um, or so, like, surrounded by people that I couldn't one on one give you, like, a direct you know, my direct attention, but I was not so small that I, I wouldn't be able to hook you up with something. Like, there was a guy who stopped me at, uh, I was one of the Twitch cons. I was on my way to the bathroom and I really had to take a piss. And he stopped to talk to me. He was like, yo, Nick, you heard you were like giving away swag. I'm like, yep, open your bag, bro. And I take a handful of Battleborn pins and I stuff them in his bag. Just a straight handful. He's like, wow, thanks, dude. And I'm like, no, 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 keep that bag open. Keep that bag open. And I just keep, sh- I probably gave him I don't know, like 50 pins or something like that. He's like, what am I supposed to do with these? I'm like, I don't know, man. You wanted swag though, right? And I like stand around and talk to him. You've for a done bit. that to me at my own home. You just kind of showed up I and a stuffed a bunch of Battleborn pins and PlayStation cards into my hand. I still don't know what to do with them. They kind of like float around my room when it's time to clean my room. I don't know what to do with them. I kind of move them somewhere else. So we'd, I'd be working at a booth with a bunch of streamers who were much larger than me, and they'd be like, all right, everyone, here's a uh, hundred uh, like pairs of sunglasses, and here's a hundred game codes, and just give these away to any of your fans who walk up. And they give everyone a hundred sunglasses, codes, whatever, pieces of swag. 
I don't have a hundred people who are going to come up with me in a day. So if you're one of the 10 guys who's going to come say what's up with me, you're getting hooked the fuck up. Like you go talk to, I don't know, you you go talk to like Summit or something like that. He might be out of stuff by then. You come talk to me. I'm like, bro, I got you. By the way, I got a plus one of this after party afterwards. You want to come? Like I got, I got no one come to say hello to me. Like I just, I just have enough swag to like really hook someone up, but I'm not so big to where everyone's going to be coming to get, to get stuff from me and, that's why I always thought I was the perfect size of... Uh, I've, I've let fans who've come up to me come to parties with me and be like, yo, dude, I got a plus one. You wish, uh, and I just found out that this party's happening in an hour. You want to go? Like, and I, I've, you know, I've been the perfect size of streamer to do stuff like that. So what I'm saying is if you, if you know a guy who's not, like, pulling, you know, like, 400 viewers consistently, you know, maybe they're in the, they're in the hundreds or so, like I, I was um, often when I was still a professional streamer, they're the perfect size of streamer to just go say what's up because it makes their day, makes them feel good, but also it like it, it's not so uh, intrusive. They're, you know, they're not swarmed by people. That's my tip. Also, it's like it's a great if you are also a streamer, like somewhat making anything in relation to whatever. Like maybe it could be a game dev or something. It's a great way also to like forge a connection. If you're also not huge, you're not going to go up to like Shroud and like become his friend. Maybe, but the chances are super low. They want me to be playing Valorant. They want me to go outside and punch someone in the fucking nuts for views. They want me to, like, play Beat Saber and dab. I don't want... Like, what I want to do and what I know will get views no longer overlaps. Like, those, those two things are now mutually exclusive. And I don't give a fuck because I have a real job. And that, that's the great that feeling. Might, that might also be the thing, too, is, like, understanding that maybe what you want out of, like, this medium and what people are, are looking for, if they're not the same thing, then that's may, that may be the real source of your failure. And you have to under, think, like, do I want to change what I, my intention is? Do I want to do that temporarily? That's a big thing often is, like, people will do the shit they do for money and the shit they do for passion. Um, or do you just find something else that can better align with your views and your goals and your aims? Like, for example, one thing I do want to do um, that I've been considering is creating high-quality Pokemon content, high-quality Pokemon, high Pokemon TCG content. And I, I, I would love to do that. And I might. Is it going to get me views? I actually... Uh, Andrew Mahone, he's a professional Pokemon player and he's a big content creator on Full Grip Games. Um, really good guy. He spoke about this exact thing and it's it's a lot like skating the the biggest skating youtuber or the biggest pokemon card game content creator is not in it for the views he's not in it for the money and the fame he's in it for the love of the sport and so if i were to start creating pokemon content i'm not going to be pulling 200 viewers anymore on twitch like i used to absolutely not i'm going to pull some hardcore pokemon fans hopefully um, but it's gonna, the market is not big enough for it, and it's, it's going to cap out. And in a way, you have to recognize that some things that you want to do are evolve. You know, is not is not Valorant. It's not going to top out and be a huge big thing that everyone wants to watch and play. And and you're not going to get thousands of viewers playing it and watching it. But you know, whatever you, it's sometimes more important to actually care for the content you're going to make otherwise you'll go insane 